Hello. 93, episode 93. Hello. It's Come Lose It with Matt Duncan. I'm the host, Matt Duncan. Welcome back. It's the end of February. I don't like February. I think it's one of my least favorite months. Maybe because it's maybe because it's short. Maybe because you get to that point in winter in Canada where you just don't want any more of it. You're sick of it. You're less than 20 days away from spring. And you've just had enough. You've had enough. And that's how I always feel by the end of February. February. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of things to talk about. I've been, I've been keeping some notes over the last few weeks. I'll update you guys on how the fasting's going, the fitness, what I'm trying to do. As always, there's highs and there's lows, right? But you know, we got some stuff. It's just been a it's been a weird week, you know. You know, like in some personal things, I got my grandma who's uh, turning 92 next week. And she's in the hospital now. She made it almost to 92 living at home thanks to my Aunt Debbie, who took great care of her. My other aunt and uncle, my dad pitched in. It was it was quite an effort with a lot of nurses to keep her at home as long as they did. But she does suffer from dementia pretty bad. And she can't, it's just too much work. So she's in a hospital right now and she's waiting for a rest home. And my dad and his siblings have to sell her house, the house that I have been going to for the last 40 years almost. Place that I was always excited to go to. You know, you're always excited to go to your grandparents' place. It's always got that weird smell. It's got all the old stuff in it. Never really changes. Now, it has changed over the last 10 years since my grandfather died, but it's always been that same kind of feeling. But the last few years that I've been there, it has been different. And now they got to clean out the house. And I got dropped off a bunch of boxes of grandma's stuff that I guess nobody wanted to go through that they found in a crawl space. Some of it was her needlepoint. <laughs> and, you know, it was just, it's mainly, we all we all got junk. Most of our stuff is junk. It's our treasure, but it's junk to everybody else. And it, there wasn't a lot that I wanted to waste my time on. So I, I I took a couple of things. There's a clock that was always in my grandparents' kitchen. I took that. It is the Muppet Chef. It's a clock with him on it. <laughs> it's in my office right now. And it's pretty noisy. It's, it, you might hear in the background, you might not, but it does kind of sound like a an early computer hard drive whirring. <laughs> But you know, I didn't I didn't waste too much time, took a few things and then hours later took it to the Value Village and hopefully it can it can come of use to someone else. Any of my listeners who might want to take some of Nanny's stuff, make sure you check out the New Market Ontario Value Village at Davis and Young. You might yeah, I did give like a a set of silverware from 1847. But it ain't solid, apparently, so it's not worth really anything. 
And I had never heard about, you know, like, it's like, this is, unless it's like antique roadshow valuable, I, I, I don't got the space for it. For something that's maybe worth like 70 bucks. It's all tarnished, fucked up, and incomplete. So anyway, I don't know if you noticed, but there are no more ads playing at the beginning of the episode. I was on the Anchor sponsorship, and apparently that was a glitch. <laughs> because... Anchor does not sponsor Canadian podcasts yet. And for years, they said they were working toward it, but then all of a sudden, one day when I tried, it worked. So it's not on me. I didn't do anything fishy. I didn't set up all these VPNs. Thought I thought we were there, but we're not. So I got an email saying it's been canceled, and you will not be hearing those, those annoying ads that I had anymore. I will walk away with nothing. The one thing I will say the last time I talk about Anchor, because there's no reason for me to talk about it or for you to hear about it, but it is a great place to host your podcast if you are starting out. Now, if you get big and you start to get thousands and thousands of listens, if you are, I'd say if you're over like 20,000 listens, Per episode, you're going to want to get off of Anchor. You want to go somewhere more professional, like Megaphone, which is also owned by Spotify. So it ain't hurting them if you're leaving. It's easy to leave Anchor. It's easy to redirect. But I will say that I think you are hindered a little bit if you start getting advertisements. There's something about that, apparently, with Anchor. So it, it is kind of a beginner way, but I just find it to be very easy. So that's why I use it. You heard the ads from before. And hey, maybe they'll come back. Maybe one day you will have them again. Moving on. So Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. So now they're they're all getting in on that. It's the death of free social media, isn't it? If you want to if you want to be protected, if you want two-factor authentication, you got to pay for it now. Twitter doesn't want to give that shit for free no more. So it's going to be a lot more hackings of accounts. Obviously, the membership thing is not going so well for Elon. I blocked him, as you know. And Twitter's been a lot better. I haven't seen any of his stupid fucking memes. I don't hear any of his shit. But... Twitter is, it's as we said before, it's going to take time, but it is, it's on its way down. And I think he will eventually sell it off or go bankrupt or something because he'll just never make, he'll never turn this into a $48 billion company or whatever insane amount of money he paid for it. 24, whatever. Doesn't matter. It's nowhere near that in worth, whatever he paid. And some subscriptions ain't going to get him there. You know, and I was just looking at my, I was looking at one of my, my main Twitter account that I have to use. I went through my friend list just to see, you know, because we know I don't post very much, but when I do post, it's normal to not get likes. I think, I think even if you've got millions of people, the ratio to like and your subscribers is not very good. I think I've looked at that before with celebrities and it just seems like it's people people are too tired 
to like shit and hit buttons. Scrolling mindlessly seems to be the game now. But I looked at mine because it doesn't even see. It says I got 200 followers, which is nothing, I know. But it's like nobody ever sees it. Now that we can see people who see your tweets, I, I rarely get over 10 or 15 people who are seeing it. And, you know, I'm sure I've got people that are blocking me or muting me. Hell, I do it too. But it's also because I've got a dead graveyard of Twitter followers, of, of friends, improv groups, and short films. You remember when when everyone who had a short film would automatically start a Twitter account for it? Man, there are so many dead accounts that follow me. And I found that an easy way to just shake them off like fleas is you just block them for like a couple of minutes and then unblock them and you're not following them and they're not following you. If you ever want to shake anyone off your follows and you don't think they would notice or you don't seem to care, that's one way to do it. It's one painless way to do it. Because, yeah, there are some people now where I'm like, you know what? I don't want you to follow me. Fuck off. But what is there to follow? You know, what is there to follow? Last thing on this opening turn I will talk about, and that is that No Frills. No Frills has gone back to locking up their carts. Does that mean the pandemic is officially over? That we're worried about these carts being stolen again? Is, it, is this what happens? Do they really take off that much? You can't get the... The system, the radio system to lock the wheels or whatever, like nobody's got coin anymore. And I was looking on Amazon, I was like, should I buy like one of those plastic things that are the size of a coin? Or should I just like make the effort and have a loony and a quarter when I need it? Because I don't know if I want to pay $15 for a dumb piece of plastic to keep on my keychain with all my other crap. You know, it's just all a bit ridiculous. It is, but I'll tell you something that is not ridiculous, and that's the great birthdays of February the twenty seventh. Okay, you know this feels like I have done this before too. This day, Kate Mara is forty. I feel like I've wished her a happy birthday before, Kate Mara, which you might remember from. Well, we can't. Nobody really talks about it, but. It was a big break for her in House of Cards. She got killed off in the first season. Uh, very crazy, dramatic way. But, uh, yeah, that's a tough one, I guess, now to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, House of Cards. Everyone loved it. And then we had to kind of let it disappear like Burning Man, you know? Like it was never there. Adam Baldwin is 61. He ain't related to the Baldwins, folks. Leave him alone. Stop tweeting at him. Stop. Sending him fan mail, asking him how Alec is doing. Adam Baldwin is 61. He's done a lot of stuff. He always looks like an army guy. Charles Baker's 52. You know him. Slippery Pete? Who is he? Skinny Pete. Skinny Pete from Breaking Bad. He's 52 years old. I guess that means that he was my age that I am now when he got Breaking Bad. 
It's late 30s. God damn. Can't believe it's been 15 years since that show started and 10 years since it ended. Man, time is time is flying in a weird way. Getting dropped off grandma's shit. It's just fucking everything's fucking weird, man. Who else we got? Josh Grobin? He's only 42. I don't know. I, I would have put him later. I would have put him later. Is he just a musician guy? He's got a nice voice on him. Grant Snow. Grant Show? No. His name is Grant Show? Oh my god. I have four years thought that his last name was Snow. Grant Snow. Grant Show. This feels this feels like Berenstein, 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 uh, Grant Show. Have I really not been looking at that H proper and thinking, oh my God, this is blowing my mind. Grant Show, 61. This is fucking, uh, I'm shook. He's from Melrose Place. If you're a fan of the, the newest Dynasty show, he was on that. Look, and it's not his birthday today, but it might be his death day. <laughs> Tommy Sizemore is not looking good. He had a brain aneurysm, and uh, apparently they're they're getting ready to pull the plug on Tommy. He's been a wild man. He's done lots of drugs. He's been fucked up, and it looks like that's it. Remember he dated the, the Hollywood madam? Remember that? He's a wild, wild guy. One of those like old rough '80s actors. We wish you. We wish you had <laughs> turned this birthday turned dark, but. We wish you uh, nothing but the best, Tom Sizemore, and everybody else. If I didn't get you, have a happy goddamn birthday. Fitness update. All right, let's get to the fitness update. We're going to talk a little bit about the fast. It hasn't been going as great. I've lost a little bit of the spunk. I've lost a little bit of that spunk of the fast. I've been just sticking to a 16-8 for the most part, but I've been struggling. I've been kind of off of it a little bit. I've been ignoring it a little bit. Not going crazy, still keeping it in mind, but I think I just had to had to fall off for a little bit and focus more on exercise again. It looks like I, I worked out 15 of the 28 days in February. So I'm happy with that. But yeah, like I, I think the fasting is a way of life that, that I want to continue on, but I'm not going to freak out if I'm not sticking to it like I should or feel like I should. It's just, it's a difficult thing. But like I, I'm worried that all the work I put into losing weight, I've gained again or something, and I just don't have the heart to do a weigh-in right now, and that's okay. That's okay, because I've been working out, but... I just feel like it really helped accelerate that weight loss. And I feel like I'm worried that it's slowing down, maybe gained a pound. I don't know. But the pants still feel pretty pretty good. They, they don't feel like they're getting tight again. So that's a good sign. So I'm going to get back on that. I'm going to try and fast till tomorrow around noon. And, you know, I don't know if you remember this during the pandemic to my, to my avid, to my longtime listeners, but I, I went through a bunch of different things to try and keep myself active. 
I like gamification of things. And one of the things that I was doing was I, I, I keep track of the kilometers that I do on my exercise bike. And I put these, t- like these distances to places from where I am to whatever country or town or city, right? So I've picked some. And it's the exact distance of where I am in my current apartment house. And I I just passed one of the milestones I didn't even realize. So, without further ado, where have I arrived on my exercise bike? Across the ocean to a great communistic place. Have you figured it out yet? I've made it to Cuba. This is my first time here in Cuba. My God, it's beautiful here. All the old cars. Downtown Havana. Beautiful, classic cars. My, my, oh my, oh my. So the next stop on the journey would be 2,900 kilometers. And that is Jamaica. So I'm looking forward to rolling in there. You know, I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to try some of the the mango, the marijuana. And maybe I'll check out Montego Bay and see what's going on there. Say hi to, uh, I think my friend's parents go there every single year. So <laughs> if you enjoyed that. Cuba music, and I, I'm gonna find it for every place that I go to. Okay, I'm gonna find some kind of music to because it, it, 2,500 kilometers that ain't nothing, folks. That ain't nothing. My my quads are piping. They, they they're they're strong. They're ready to go. Watch out! Watch out! Health news. News that is health related. All right, let's get through some health nose nose real quick. I've just got one topic to talk about, and it does obviously concern me because, as you know, over this last year, I've been dealing with some incredible back pain. It's it's come and gone. It doesn't seem to bother me when I'm standing. It seems to only bother me if I sit and sit in a weird way, and then if I get up, it starts to feel fucked up. I feel like I've kind of been dealing with this for longer than I I may have thought because I know the last couple of summers I've I've hurt my back pretty bad where it just kind of felt like something was fused or fucked up. So, and you know what the, the, the main remedy for, for all this back pain that happens with people that, that need to just get back to work. They got to get back up on their feet and they, they can't be limping and, and crawling (laughs) is they get on that dope sick. They get on that opioid. Right. And I read this, article that pretty much said that there is they're they're trying to find the perfect mix of non-opioid medications to help soothe lower back pain almost to cure it 
almost to cure it for people who have chronic back pain. And it seems like from what I read in the article is like, it's like they're trying to find that perfect mix of anti-inflammatory drugs, uh, acetaminophen, 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 uh, Tylenol, okay, and muscle relaxants. So Advil, Tylenol, muscle relaxants. There's some kind of cocktail there that they're trying to work with. Doesn't seem like it's perfect for them right now, but it seems to be a non-opioid way of dealing with this, which is pretty much how you always deal with it. I always take the muscle relaxants when it gets really bad. I do find that anti-inflammatories help. But as I said, I my back pain was causing this leg pain. And when I started fasting, because it does have a lot of, it, it helps lower your, your inflammation in your body, it seemed to really help with that pain. So it, it, it helped with that nerve inflammation that was happening. And mixing that as well with other types of physical treatments like massage, and acupuncture and chiropractors and you know that might be the key because the opioid academic uh, academic <laughs> the opioid pandemic is it's it's uh, it's really bad it's really bad and it's it's not getting better and you know it's like you I think when I was a kid I didn't really understand drug addicts I was just really scared of them but I I never really thought that, I thought that it was these people just kind of popped up out of the ground like a like a fucking villain in a Mario game. You know, I didn't think that, oh, they probably like hurt their back at work and got addicted to opioids and then no longer get opioids. So they started doing heroin because it was cheaper and readily available. About eight out of ten people that are heroin addicts, that's how they start. So... You know, as you get older, you start to see these people. You start to have more compassion to understand that that they that people people have gone through some shit to get to that point where they need that shit, right? So, I hope that it's something. If we can get these non-opioid type of ways of dealing with pain, then there won't be as much of an opioid crisis, right? We're gonna we're gonna simmer that down a little bit, and that is the hope because it's. A lot of people are dying every day, and it's a it's a nasty, nasty fucking thing. And I and I and I really feel for people that are going through it. You ready to wrap it up? Okay, we got some other shit to get to here, folks. Okay, we're gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna play a couple of of uh, clips and stuff here, like uh, <laughs> you know, there, there's just some some silly stuff. Uh, there's some 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 poignant stuff as well, and you know, I'll, I'll go through. There's this guy. I don't know. I don't know who he is, but he, he seemed to have quite a a speech on Twitter. I guess it was a TikTok thing. His name is Simon King. I don't know if he's, he's probably, is he a comedian? He looks like he might be a comedian. And he just kind of goes off on a little one minute rant about the trucker convoy issues that we've had in Canada. And I got to say that it, uh, I got to say that I'm here for it. I got to say that I'm here for it. So uh, check this out. 
I am so sick of these weekend warrior freedom convoy fuckbags. You're not, what do you, what do you, you want to be free? Do you really want to be free? Okay, then get it together and fight the banks, all right? Fight the grocery stores that kill you with price gouging. Fight the oil companies that do the same. Fight the corporations that refuse to pay their fair share and leech off the fucking public money. That's what they're doing. It's, it's welfare from the state that's paying for these corporations and all these fucking, you want to fight back? You actually want to be free? Build a guillotine and hang out in front of billionaires' houses until they get the fucking message. You're in a debt prison. You're a debt slave. That's the freedom you should be fighting for. But you don't. You want something to do. You're bored. You're sad your life didn't turn out the way it was going to. And you thought it was going to be way better. And now your knees hurt and you're 48 years old. You can't afford your truck payments. The fuck out of here with your middle class temper tantrum. (laughs) I mean, stay for the horn sound. What a great truck horn. But yeah, yeah. Mr. King makes a lot of good points. I think I think it really uh, summarizes how I feel about the whole trucker convoy thing. As I've always said, you can hate the government and you can be critical of the government, and that I am. But I don't think the government is trying to control me by saving my life from a may or not may not have leaked from a lab or from a sweat market or whatever the fuck it is who knows where it came from it came and it conquered and i don't think the just getting us to take a vaccine like they've done before in history i guess it is them trying to control us to keep us alive so we can keep paying them taxes you know i guess i see the control there but uh man they are controlling us in so many more ways than you think and you got to think outside the box of how they really are. Not this bullshit about having to fucking be vaccinated and everything else. I don't want to get too much into it because we are coming up on the three-year anniversary of the pandemic. The next podcast will probably be around that day. And I, I, I urge you to go back to that episode. I think it was called Personal Pandemic Pizza where I was trying to unpack what was happening around us at the, one of the darkest moments in my life, I was battling a, it was very depressed, very depressed at that time. But uh, I feel like, I feel like that hits, it hits a lot of notes. And, uh, and I can say that the people that responded to it, uh, they weren't happy about his little tantrum and they just went right for fat shaming him and whatnot. And well, we're never going to get anywhere. Are we folks? What else did I do? Um, you know, I watched Mark Maron's new special. You know, I love Mark Maron. He's he's a big reason I like got into podcasting. I, I think he's one of the best interviewers of our time. And I, you know, it's tough because I, I watched his 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 stand up special, and it's all right. Yeah, it's good, but I just I don't really like him as a stand up. I don't think he has that magic so much translates to a tape special. I think in person it would be maybe very different, but I didn't really get, I don't get that vibe off of him when I have to watch, when I have to, when I watch his specials. But it's worth checking out. You should check it out. I think it's called From Bleak to Dark. It's just dealing with a lot of dark shit with him, his girlfriend dying in the pandemic and, you know, not not pandemic related, but tragically a few months into it, it was pretty rough to hear him going through that the time what else we got going on i don't know how i feel about this uh 
And I mean, it's weird, right? Like, I don't think, okay, so let's just say, like, so it's been like 10 years, I think, since this Dellen Millard guy killed this Tim Bosma fellow from Hamilton. And he was also convicted of killing his dad and this other girl who disappeared. I don't know if they found her because he obviously incinerated a, a bunch of people in his, his, uh, on his farm. But he, he, he got like 75 years or something and they've changed something in our constitution now where they, they don't stack like the States anymore. You can't get hundreds of years in jail. You're going to get 25 years. doesn't matter. You can kill as many people as you want. Uh, and then be eligible for parole, but that doesn't mean you're going to get out. So, like, you'll still get a life sentence. He's still to be in jail for the rest of his life, but he could get out in 25 years after his sentence, right? Which sucks for the family because that means they have to keep coming back and and fighting it. And I don't know, this guy, but this guy doesn't seem, like, he's already been in prison fights and shit. It doesn't seem like his record's doing too good. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because, like, I guess that's what Bernardo goes through. It just, he, he his life sentence was only a life sentence, but parole after 25, and he's never gotten paroled. Don't think he will. I think it, you gotta, you're gonna see what Canadians are like when one of these murderers gets out. Ain't gonna be cute. It ain't gonna be cute. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't ever want to go to jail. I can't imagine. I'm watching all these shows. Going to jail for 25 years, man. I can't imagine. Could you imagine 25 fucking years? God damn. Such a long time. Um. Okay, look. I grew up when I was a kid. I was a Corey Feldman fan. You know, he was a child actor. He's in the Goonies. He's in Lost Boys. Got heavy into drugs. He was abused in the business. Like he's he's gone through some fucked up shit. He's lost a lot of friends. Corey Haim, R.I.P. But for some reason, he thinks he's like a musician. I guess he was friends with Michael Jackson, and now he kind of like tries to dance like him and look like him. And I've I've been making fun of his music for many years now, but it doesn't seem. It's so weird when when some of these people in showbiz just don't like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's propelling him forward. Is he really, uh, does he really think he's good? Like, does he, does he think, I guess people must come out for it, but, uh, well, you know what? You be the judge. I'm the comeback, comeback king. I am missing, missing nothing. If you're going to, going to swing. That's enough. So that is Corey Feldman. <laughs> and whoever posted this on uh, Instagram, they said like, <laughs> their, their caption was, some people would let the small details, like not being able to sing or dance, get in the way of their dreams of being an entertainer, but not Corey. He is out here slaying. 
Michael Joseph Jackson is shooketh. Uh, it's so true. It's so true. He really, he can't dance and he can't sing. And it's too bad that he, he just can't really, he, he wasn't able to continue his, his movie career into a, a meaningful way. He was just going to do meatballs forever. And, uh, you know, that's a, <laughs> it's a bit of a bummer to see. It's a bit of a, but at least he's doing something. At least he's, you know, at least he's having fun, right? Uh, well, like, uh, I think we're at the end of it here, folks. That's it for February. That's it for, well, I don't want to say it's it for me. That's it for me, folks. I think I'm just ready to have a better March, you know? I think I'm ready, and I think you're ready. Because, uh, clocks are going ahead. Things are going to be better. I'll see you on episode 94. See, 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 see ya.